So I do hope that people will wake up this morning and, you know, see the paper and two killings in Richmond yesterday. I, I mean, at some point, every time you get a chance to vote, you're making a statement about the society you live in. So, I mean, you decide. You want to continue this? Is this okay with you? This violence? I mean, fortunately... It isn't as bad as in some cities. You know, I have a friend who lives out in Los Angeles um, where he goes to the store in the town that he lives in and people are regularly robbing it right in front of his face. And everyone's neutered. No one, you know, men are not allowed to stop it. Women aren't allowed to do anything. People who own the stores aren't allowed to lock the doors and beat the hell out of the person. I mean, honestly, I think that's where we are. That's there've got to be some consequences. So if you've gotten rid of the police and the police can't come and arrest anyone and you're not allowed to tackle the person and you're not allowed to shoot the person and you're not allowed to beat the person, you're not allowed to do anything to intervene. Well, you know, okay. Then you then you have accepted that your society will crater and you will be subordinate to the violent people. And guess who's pushing that mindset? Democrats. Every single time. And if there's a Republican, they're fools. (laughs) And I will say it to their faces, and I will not support them. But, I mean, the Democrat Party keeps pushing this because they care more about the criminals. They're more worried about the criminals going to jail unfairly than they are about protecting you and your family and your business and having a peaceful society. They don't. Peaceful society is irrelevant to them so you have an election today and i suspect that at the end of the day we will find that the democrats have been rewarded again uh i mean at some point i would think that everyone would wake up and say damn this is not good this is this is kind of a rough um rough situation i I get out of my car to go to dinner and i feel threatened i don't like that got to hold somebody accountable for it and you got to put people in office who are unafraid to say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done to protect the law-abiding good citizens i don't care about the bad people who are harming others i'm not i'm not interested in taking care of their feelings i'm not interested if if they rot in jail i'm sorry that will be okay with me what i want to see is a city and a region where the law-abiding good citizens can get up and go about their business without being harassed and abused and become the victims of crime. So when you guys get to that point, you let me know. <laughs> um, or you know, or you can just be excited that we're going to make history and send someone who's of color to Congress. Woohoo! Fantastic! Great! Meanwhile, your city looks like garbage, and you're going to be held up at gunpoint if, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay, having said that, let's talk about what's happening at the Capitol today. Steve Hayner is a senior fellow with the Thomas Jefferson Institute for Public Policy. And Steve, I know you pay close attention to energy policy. That's kind of been your passion for a long time. What's what's moving through the General Assembly uh, and and talk to me about the consequences of some of the legislation that's out there good morning to you good 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 morning john thank you for for inviting me and uh, quite a lead-in <laughs> yeah. 
you up that way. I'm a little hyped up this morning. <laughs> kind of frustrated. This is, uh, this to be is uh, not nearly as interesting or exciting, although although it involves uh, everybody's pocketbook, so yeah. they should pay okay. attention. Uh, the reality is that all it started off looking to be a very big session on on energy policy, but uh, it may turn out to be a whole lot of nothing. Uh, we've got just a few more days. The, the the big bill, the bill that's had everybody's attention, the bill that's sparking all the advertising that you're seeing. I know I've heard the ads on your on your on your station, and I've seen them all over the Times Dispatch and mm-hmm. Washington Post and WMAL, and that bill about uh, changing the rate making process uh, is stalled. Uh, the Senate's passed one version, the version that Dominion wants. The House has rejected the version Dominion wants. The governor is siding with the House, and for the first time, Governor Youngkin is is in, is really sort of you know weighing in on one of these big energy bills, and I think mm-hmm. that's good. I mean, I think. I think it's good to be the governor, and it's even better when you when you actually use the power you've got. So okay. he helped kill that bill on the House side. They've still got three or four more days to try and come up with a compromise, and it's you know it's impossible to sort of rule those folks out. Dominion. They, what they, they, what did they the do. bill say? What was the problem? Well, the big issue with the bill is it changes the way their profit margin is calculated. The State Corporation Commission sets a profit margin for the for the utility. Mm-hmm. And and since 2007, the law has said that they have to look at certain peer utilities, and it's the old Lake Wobegon, you know, everybody's above average yeah. um, approach, that the Dominion has to match or exceed the, the, the peer group. But the SEC could pick the peer group. This bill says the peer group is set by law. Basically, the General Assembly sets the peer group, and that would raise Dominion's profit margin you know, half a percent, three quarters, three quarters of a percent. But when you're talking about, you know, twenty billion dollars, one percent a year kind of matters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it's big money, and 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 they want to improve their profit margin. So they threw in a little sweetener, saying, "Well, we'll we'll take these rate adjustment clauses, these side charges, and we'll we'll fold them into base rates, and that'll save you three hundred and fifty million dollars." The problem is it doesn't work that way. Uh, it's much more complicated than that. So yes, you do. That rack comes off your bill in in one category, but it will show up in your bill under base rates. So you don't really save any money at all. And so, you know, I think I think uh, I think the legislature is finally figuring out that some of the things they've been told might not be true, and there seems to be a lot more resistance than there has been in past years. Uh, uh, which party is is benefiting from the Dominion um, politicking? It, in, in fairness, it's not really partisan. Um, no. I don't think this one is. I think, yeah. again, there, there's folks on both sides who are amenable to what the utility wants to do. Uh, you know, uh, some of the leadership in the Senate, both both um, Mr. Norman and Mr. Mr. Saslaw, you know, the two leaders in the Senate have been pretty supportive of Dominion, mostly when, they, when, when Dominion wants something. Uh, on the House side, I think I think there's skepticism on both sides on the republican and the democratic side i think the fact that the bill failed is a sign that both the republicans and the democrats on the house side are getting skeptical about you know the problem is and this has been going on for 15 years the general assembly's been making all these decisions Mm -hmm. they're not letting the state corporation commission do its job Mm -hmm. and so they're deciding all the rules they're deciding you know and you know and and the democrats when it comes to the energy the, the green energy stuff they're just as bad. I mean, again, they want the General Assembly to dictate yeah. solar, wind, battery, and not let the State Corporation Commission consider what actually makes the most sense. And is this stuff and, so complicated that the that the commission members have uh, a, a deeper understanding 
of of the issues, and that's why that should stay with them. I mean, is that really what it well, comes it, down it, to? It's, it's, it's complicated. It's it's high high level engineering and accounting. Yeah. In my opinion, the real reason it should stay with them is because they are judges. Mm-hmm. They don't take campaign contributions. They don't mm-hmm. run for election. You know, if the lobbyists want to take them down to down to bookbinders for dinner, they can't do it because judicial ethics prohibit all that stuff. I see that goes on behind the scenes in the legislature. And you you've been around the legislature, you know, maybe not quite as long as I have, but for a long time. Yeah. And and those things matter. Those things influence the outcome. It's not. Uh, we'd like to think legislators make decisions in our best interest, but sometimes it's in their self interest. And what happens this week? There is a, a chance that this gets resurrected, or there's some sort there, of. There's a very uh, good chance it gets resurrected, and and, mm-hmm. and 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 the other thing, the other big energy story, which people need to understand, is that again, one more time, and this one is partisan. Mm-hmm. The Republicans have been trying to undo everything that was done by Northam and the Democrats when they had full control. Right. So they had a bill to eliminate this mandate on the clean cars that would that would eliminate the sale of new cars after new gasoline cars after 2035. Right. That bill failed. There was another bill in to try and tell cities like Richmond that you cannot ban natural gas. The city's still interested in banning natural gas in the city and eliminating natural gas. Yeah. And that that bill again passes the house on a straight party line vote, goes to the Senate and dies in the Senate mm. on a straight party line vote. And uh, I, you know, I remember on that it, issue, yeah. you and I discussed that two years ago, I think, when I saw you in person. Oh, yeah. um, is, is that still on track? I mean, and what happens if the city of Richmond does eliminate its gas program? That's not something you can just bring back quickly, is it? Or that's well, well, again, they, they, I suspect the way they will do it is mm-hmm. to just prohibit new installations. Gotcha. Okay. It will slowly eliminate gas as a choice through the building code, through through inspection pro- programs. Right. And so and but they you know if if your stove dies and everybody's stove eventually dies, yeah. you won't be able to buy a gas stove to replace it. Right. And that's what they'll do. And so in terms of the, you know, but if you read their 571 page I'm not kidding. 571 page climate action plan, mm. which city council just adopted last week. You'll, you know, there's, there's nothing in there that specifically says by July 1st, 2040, we'll eliminate natural gas in the city of Richmond. Yeah. But, but again, they set these goals for eliminating carbon dioxide emissions that, that can only be met if you if eliminate they do that. Yeah. the natural gas, the gasoline, all the fuels that we use every day to make our lives bearable. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, what, this is, you know, this this is, and again, the general assembly of, 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 of the past decades. There's usually some give. There's some Republican that'll vote for some bill over here. Some Democrat will vote for some bill over there, and you can work out a process to get to get to a majority on some controversial issue. On this stuff, the Democrats are lockstep down the line. 100% of the time on 100% of the bills. It's pretty is, amazing. Is that because they really believe that, or is the caucus threatening people? Like, you better not break. This is this is a no-wiggle-room situation on, on these I, pieces. I, 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 think, I think they believe their voters believe it. Gotcha. And so they are afraid to cross their voters. Hmm. Many of them know fully, fully well that in 30 years, we will still be using natural gas. We'll still be driving gasoline cars. But but their voters don't want to hear that. So. Yeah, the crazy environmentalists have taken over their voter base. That's that's interesting. Hey, Steve Hayner, 
with the Thomas Jefferson Institute for Public Policy. Thank you. I always enjoy talking okay. to you. I appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot.